Friends, I um, am so grateful for um, each and every one of you um, and for the ways in which you've leaned into worship this morning. Um, you were the, um, the other members of our worship team as we've had lots of folks who um, are finding themselves ill and under the weather. Um, and because um, we are a people who actually care for our bodies, we don't want to ask people to push through and to somehow stretch their humanity. Um, thank you uh, for allowing folks to get to, to rest so that they can be whole and mended, that they're not doing something for us, they get to do something with us. And this morning, um, just the ways in which you um, sang alongside Crystal and the rest of our worship team is a reminder that um, we do worshipful work together. And so I don't take it lightly, um, the ways in which um, you did not ask your sibling in Christ to sing to you or for you this morning, um, but that we could sing of God's goodness um, together. This morning, I want to read um, a very short passage of scripture from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And this um, passage of scripture will hold for us um, this special day that um, Kiana has shared, which is All Saints Sunday. This is a Sunday where we remember those whose um, shoulders we stand upon, the people who um, showed us who Christ Jesus looks like in human form. It doesn't matter the quantity of um, their lifespans. That's not what um, gives their, their lives power, but instead... It's the very fact that um, they were made in the likeness of God, that they looked like the most high, like the divine, that we stop on All Saints Sunday to say we remember the power that um, resides in, um, our human, in our human lives. And Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it's going to start with a transition statement. It's going to start with therefore, which means that there is something that came before the therefore that we need to pay attention to. Um, when you have some time, I might invite you to read all of Hebrews 11. But in Hebrews 11, the writer of that text talks about all the great people of faith, Abraham, Noah, Moses, uh, women who, were di who died as martyrs, um, individuals who were persecuted for the faith. And um, the writer of Hebrews says, even though even though it seems as though they did not get the promised life that they had hoped for, because of their faithfulness, because of their faithfulness, there was a power to their lives that we should take notice of. And then in the first verse of the 12th chapter, the writer of Hebrews then says this, therefore, after this wonderful roll call. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Basically, we have seen their witness and this is how it encourages us. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. So the witnesses of other remind us of the witness of Jesus, who is perfect in faith. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. So that you may not grow weary or lose heart. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
You know, as a young girl, I was um, always captivated by the preaching moment because I did grow up in a church tradition where the preached moment was not about someone standing behind a pulpit or standing in front of a congregation and just saying words to a congregation, but instead I was a part of a church tra uh, tradition where we got to preach together. We preached with one another. And there was a lot of uh, use of rhetorical tools that allowed us as the congregation to lean in, to tell the pastor, make it plain, to tell the pastor, preach, preacher, to tell the pastor, okay, help me now. Uh, we, we got to like lean in. But one of my favorite parts of this like call and response tradition is when the pastor would say, can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Because when um, the pastor was asking, can I get a witness, basically was saying, this Jesus that we have talked about, who is our peace, will you be a witness in your life to this peace? Uh, this Jesus whose life bends towards justice, will your life also bend towards justice? This Jesus who says, who comes to restore and to redeem that we might know what it is to live life and life more abundantly, will your everyday ordinary days be a witness? Be a witness. In asking that question, can I get a witness, we were affirming two things. One, we see what Jesus is up to. We bear witness to what Jesus is doing. But also, too, we will be what Jesus is up to. We will be witness. We will bear witness in the world. Can I get a witness helped us to know we were called to be living sermons. that these words were not etched on a manuscript, that these words didn't belong to the preacher, that the good news of the gospel that was proclaimed for all people was to be held by all people in the witness of our very lives. So to walk out of church and to believe, I'm going to bear witness to grace, what a powerful thing. To walk out of church and believe that you're going to bear witness to joy, what a powerful thing. To walk out of this place and, and believe that you're going to bear witness to peace, what a beautiful thing. To walk out of church and to believe that you are going to bear witness, not to the sum of your worst days, but to the ways in which God creates glory in our veins, what a beautiful thing. That words didn't just swirl around us, but they took residence within us that we became witnesses in the world. You know, being a witness is not an easy work. Jesus uses this phrase over and over again to commission the disciples. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus tells the disciples, you will be my witnesses. You will be clothed with power from on high. You will basically be my, um, my ambassadors on this earth. And you who uh, follow in the dust of your rabbi, you too have been called to be clothed with power from on high that you might be witnesses in the world. Then in Acts it says that, um, that the disciples are going to be witnesses from Judea and Samaria, and to the farthest ends of the earth. I don't have time to go into why those particular places um, were mentioned, but they have import in regards to economics and the faith center of God's people. You're going to be witnesses. To be a witness is not necessarily an easy thing because it means something of our lives. That there's power in us, but there's also power that moves through us. But there are those who are not in this room right now. There are those whose faces we do not see today. 
There are those who are not sitting beside you on a seat right now here at the Southeast Raleigh table who also bear witness and there's power in their lives. The peculiar thing about us Christians is that um, if someone were to walk into this space right now, they would not understand why we believe that these candles that are going to be lit in just a couple of moments are us whispering the names of people who no longer are here with us on, in the earthly realm but have now joined the church triumphant. Why it is that we actually t carve out space on a whole Sunday to remember them. People who are not in the room that we want to proclaim their power. People who are not in the room that we want to tell their stories. People who are not in the room we want to say, it is when I stood on their shoulders that I was able to see a new vision for what life might look like. People who are not in the room who held us to life when we did not think that life was our banner over our lives. We are the, those people. They were not perfect people, and we still pause for their lives. They might not have always shown up the way we wanted them to show up, and yet we honor their lives. Because we are peculiar in this way that we don't only focus on the impact of the people who are in the room, but we also believe in the therefore. <laughs> Therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Abraham and Noah and Moses and martyrs and the teacher who loved you in third grade and the mother who taught you scripture and the child that you may never have gotten to hold in your arms. This great cloud of witnesses who teach us something about who God is and who God is for us now, who by faith lived and died. The writer in Hebrew says that there is something about the quality of their lives that they still, even when they are not with us, bear witness to what Jesus is up to. And they bear witness in such a way that it actually inspires us to trust and to believe that Jesus, who is the great saint, who is the perfecter of our faith, is trustworthy enough for us to say, that life I too want to live because I have seen how others have lived like him. So on All Saints Sunday, it's not death that marks these candles, though that is how we experience their absence, and I don't want to take that away. Death leaves a void. not just physically, but sometimes in the arc of our stories and in our lives. But friends, it is the witness of their lives and how we continue to be shaped by their legacy, irrespective of the quantity of their lives, but the quality of their lives. And if nothing at all, the very fact that they were made in the image of God is enough. To say that you knew God in your lifetime, the image of God in your lifetime, is enough. We are marked by the witness of their lives. Some of you have been shaken by the witness of people's lives. You have been shaped by the witness of people's lives. You are who you are because of people's lives.
flesh of flesh and bone of bone, just like you. So if you all were to clear out because you needed to not be here, and I were preaching to an empty room, I could still ask the question, can I get a witness? I could ask the question, can I get a witness? And I would know that there are those who have gone before us, that there are those upon whose shoulders we stand, that there are those who had quantity of years, that there are those who didn't have much days, months, or years, whose lives shaped by the one who breathes into us the breath of life, who bear witness to the power of the Most High God, who is the perfecter of our faith, who gives us hope, who gives us grace, who gives us mercy to run the race that is set before us, even as we remember those who have finished their race and who we can proclaim, well done, good and faithful teacher. Well done, good and faithful child. Well done, good and faithful uncle. Well done, good and faithful mother. Well done, good and faithful friend. Well done. Well done. Can I get a witness? And we get witnesses. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.